Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is why do people cheat? Now, this is video number 87. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the Love Chat, please write it in a comment below. And I really want to hear your thoughts on this topic. And so, at the end of this topic, write your thoughts below, write some questions below. Let's be a community about this video and really get the conversation flowing, because it's a big one. If you enjoy these videos, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe and hit like, and this is going to be a big topic, so let's jump right in. This topic is very important to me, as I was in a relationship, for those of you who don't know, for over a decade with my high school sweetheart. And about eight years in, I proposed, just like you're supposed to do when you love somebody and you want to spend your life with them. And I had found out that down the line, about four months before our wedding, I had discovered that my partner was cheating on me with a member of the same sex and then a member of the opposite sex. And at that time, the only thing I could do was internalize and say that there must have been something wrong with me. And I always knew that she had done something wrong and that she had made a decision, but it was so hard not to blame myself. Not because I thought I necessarily had done anything wrong, but at that time, the only thing that was being communicated to me was that I wasn't good enough. And I internalized all of those problems and issues, and I beat myself up, and I acted more anxious, more needy, more clingy, and the relationship ended. Now, the story did turn back the other way, where my ex did come back six months after that point, and she did try to come back. However, I didn't take her back because of cheating. But what have I learned through behavior analysis, through my research, through watching the research of others, speaking with psychiatrists, PhDs, psychologists, you name it, because I became really interested in this topic, was that it rarely has to do with sex, and it almost always has to do with someone else's need to feel important, validated, desired, and let's dive into this topic. Let's really peel it open today. So one of the things that we think about when it comes to cheating is that it's a need for sex, right? That's almost never true. In fact, more often than not, it has to do with the fact that you feel like you're owned by another person. And if you feel like this closeness is too much, if this almost smothering feeling is too much, and you're losing who you are, then you're going to go out and do something that makes you feel a bit more... I suppose alive would be the word, and a bit freer, and a bit more valid. You see, when people cheat, why does it hurt? Well, let's be real. Cheating hurts because of the violation of the agreed-upon contract, and that contract is called exclusivity. And so when someone cheats, we internalize that. We think that because they cheated on us, because they did that to us, there must be something wrong with us. And it has less to do with your partner wanting to leave you, although sometimes that is it. But it has more to do with your partner wanting to leave themselves. This really isn't all too different than the grass is greener, where we're turning away from the person that we've become. And more to the point, what's painful is because in modern relationships, we turn to one person for all of our needs to make us feel good about ourselves, to nurture us, to care for us, to give us sex, to do pretty much everything. 
right? We turn to one person. And sometimes that pressure, that anxiety is simply too much. In order to escape those feelings and fill unmet needs that we're not getting in a relationship, we cheat, or rather our partner cheats. There is a very well-known psychotherapist on this topic. Her name is Esther Perel. And what Esther Perel says, and this is a direct quote from her, is a secretive relationship, an emotional connection, or sexual alchemy is how we define cheating. And that the kiss that you imagine giving can be as powerful as actual lovemaking. In other words, our imagination is responsible for love, and additionally, we are lured by the power of the forbidden. And so I really want everybody to think about that for a little while. The fact that you want what your life situation is telling you that you can't have. And perhaps your partner at this time is really feeling like they don't have any novelty in the relationship. Perhaps, or not even relationship, in their life in general. Perhaps they have always been expected to act or be a certain way. And there's no sense of autonomy or freedom. Perhaps they wish they had a stronger emotional connection to you or perhaps to themselves. Perhaps, sometimes, it is about sexual intensity or exploration. And so what will they do? They'll introduce distance. And we begin to feel unloved. And they begin to feel, despite that distance, less of that emotional connection. So long story short, it boils down to validation. Because what is validation at the end of the day? Validation is a need to know that we are still desired by others. When it comes to relationships, when it comes to sexual contact, the feeling that we can go out and find that we are still desired by others. And in order to escape those feelings, we cheat. We go prove that we are desired by others. I'm saying we, of course, I'm speaking about our partners. Although perhaps some of the people have cheated who are listening to this video right now. And so what do you do? How do you stop cheating from happening? What are the best practices? Well, there's a couple of things that I've discovered, and I think that this list will be helpful for you all. First and foremost, number one, don't lose your individuality. Never forget who you are, what you enjoy. Never forget to spend time and space away from your partner and give them time to miss you and think about you. This goes for both in and out of relationships. Should you take a cheating partner back? Personally, my belief system is that you don't. Not because I don't believe that this person is redeemable, but it is just a boundary that I've created for myself as to not introduce this new sense of anxiety into my own life. And so, personally, I don't take a cheater back, but I don't necessarily fault anybody who does. I just think that you need to maintain your ability for self-love and self-respect and self-care. The second thing you can do to best increase the chance of a healthy relationship is you want to remember not to give your partner the leftover parts of you from the day. After taking care of the job, after taking care of the kids, or school, or whatever it might be, remember not to give your partner the part of you that's already spent. What are you doing to remind your partner that you value them? What are you doing to introduce excitement into the relationship? So, while cheating is never your fault, there are things you can do to help combat cheating and infidelity. 
In other words, there are things you can begin doing today, this list that I'm mentioning, that will help both you and your partner have a successful, happy relationship devoid of any infidelity, affairs, or cheating. Step three is to remind your partner daily that you choose them, that they are in your life and that they're special, and that you are in a relationship together, and that you will always work to do your best to make sure this relationship is satisfying and fulfilling. Step four, of course, (laughs) is to remember to give your partner equal parts closeness and distance. There's a time to ask your partner how you can perform better as a partner for them. Because honestly, one of the best things you can do is be open and honest. Communication is how we have successful relationships. And so it's our job as healthy, loving partners to remember that we need to go out of our way to talk to our partner, to find out what they're really thinking and feeling, to encourage them, to make sure that they're feeling good about themselves, make sure they're feeling good about the relationship. Because step five is that the cure for symptoms of infidelity is open, honest communication. And this should be something that each and every one of you demand from your relationship. You deserve a partner who will always show up. You do not deserve to be left in the dark for a partner who will not tell you that there's a problem and choose to turn and cheat. I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with each and every one of you about this topic. And I encourage you to remember that a relationship that has infidelity, affairs, or cheating does not necessarily reflect on any of your faults. Remember to always focus on you. Remember to maintain your individuality. And remember that for any relationships, present or future, to have clear, direct, open communication. That's the way forward. That's all I had for today. If you found my video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me what topics you want me to cover in the future. Also, if you'd like to do a Skype coaching or an email coaching, be sure to visit thelovechat.net slash coaching. Until next time.